0: What's up guys, Jake Miller here, and you're listening to my episode on Pop Nerd Lounge.
1: Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge, the show where we share the stories of creatives to inspire fellow creatives. I'm your host, Steph Pham. In this episode, I have Jake Miller joining me. Beyond posting up streams in the hundreds of millions, selling out tours, attracting millions of followers on social media, and earning critical acclaim, countless fan tattoos speak to the impact of Jake Miller. Fans proudly sport lyrics on their skin from I'm Alright and A Million Lies, among others. As such, the Florida-raised and Los Angeles-based singer-songwriter and producer has quietly emerged as a magnetic pop presence of his own terms, uplifted by world-class showmanship, no bar honesty, and dynamic delivery. In our wide-ranging chat today, Jake and I discuss his singles Green and Note to Self, what fans can expect from his upcoming tour dates, as well as his recent foray into acting with a role in an upcoming film. Jake offers a candid look at this new phase of his music career, so get ready to dive in as we connect with the multi-talented Jake Miller. Welcome to Popner Lounge. My guest today is Jake Miller. Jake, thank you so much for joining me on the show.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. How are you?
1: doing fantastic and i'm so glad you're here like i said in our pre-chat we've wanted to do this for a long time so i'm just glad that you are here and we're going to be talking about your tour note to self all of that so i'm excited to break down
0: yeah absolutely thanks for having me and thanks for following me since 2019
1: so for those who might be unfamiliar with your story and your journey uh, what would you consider the roots of your early days
0: um i started making music when i was Uh, senior in high school and I started doing it just completely for fun kind of as a joke and the more I would do it the more I kind of fell in love with it just took kind of baby steps I I never wanted to perform and then I performed at my first show and fell in love with it so it was you know it wasn't something that I like grew up wanting to do it was more just something that over a couple years I just fell in love with and it was really the first time I stepped on stage that made me realize like I want to pursue it as a full-time career And then, you know, early on in my career, I signed to a record label. I was flown out to L.A. a bunch of times back and forth to, you know, record with some of the best writers and producers in the industry. And that made me fall in love with songwriting and producing. And yeah, it's been awesome. And then, you know, playing my own shows and going on tour with my friends over the last 10 years has just been like the most fun thing in the world. So, yeah.
1: Well, we're going to talk about your live performance aspect of your career but one of the things that I wanted to unpack and to get into was something that caught my eye was that you directed, produced and edited the music video for Keep Her. Have you always yeah. been so hands-on in the creative process for your visuals?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was I was just saying the other day I I almost enjoy editing videos as much as I um like writing songs. They're so different, but for some reason I've just always really enjoyed like creating like little either music videos or like little trailer teaser moments for, for songs coming out. So I really enjoy I really enjoy that but yeah Keeper was a really fun video. It was just me and my fiance and my, my video guy and we just ran around LA for like you know like eight hours just doing really fun stuff just as old people it was, it was really fun.
1: One of my favorite music videos, if you guys haven't seen it, definitely go recommend watching it. You recently dropped the single Green which is an absolute gem. I love the piano motifs in the beginning. Can you talk to me about the story behind the record?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's nothing too deep. Actually, it's a funny story. I was, you know, at my friend Devin Kennedy's house, me and Devin and my friend Lucas. And we were sitting in Devin's new house, you know, he just he just moved to this new studio. And I was just, it was 10 minutes into the session. And I was looking outside into his backyard. And it was great weather. And his, you know, backyard is just filled with nothing but green grass. And the concept just kind of popped in my head like oh with you the grass is always green you don't have to go looking over the fence to see what's on the other side and so the concept came first with that one and then you know i just kind of wanted to blend sounds that i love which is like you know kind of hip-hop mixed with jazz mixed with acoustic guitar so it's kind of like a a mixture of like john mayer anderson pock mac miller and uh, yeah i love the way that, that one came out I'm i'm definitely excited to perform that one on tour
1: Talking about the different styles, my co-producer V commented that it was such a great nod to some of your previous records with the seamless blend of the hip hop and the more stripped back acoustic sound. So how do you sharpen your existing skills, but also display your growth as an artist?
0: Oh, good question. I mean, I'm always trying to practice as a musician, whether that means getting into the room with other songwriters that, you know, I kind of take little nuggets from everybody and, and constantly learning or... I'm always playing piano here in my studio i'm you know I try to play piano every day for a couple of minutes, and that definitely just sharpens my knowledge on just like different chords and different cool progressions that we can use in my music. so I'm definitely you know i I would like to think I'm getting better and better as a musician and a producer and as a songwriter over time, and I think that that shines through in my new music.
1: I want to talk about "Note to Self" because you named the upcoming tour, which we're going to talk about after it, and it's such a fantastic single. So, tell me, like, what was the process creating that single, and how has the feedback about the the story and the messaging behind it been? Like, because I know that it probably hit home for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely like my favorite type of record to to create. Like, Green is so much fun, but at the same time, like, I love listening and making not sad music, but just like music that makes you think and music that makes you, you know, appreciative. And so, I knew there. This the day that I made note to self, I was just not feeling great. I remember exactly what I was kind of stressing about. It was towards the end of my, you know, deal with my record label that I was with. I wanted to go one direction, they wanted to go another direction and I remember just being like really frustrated that morning and you know... I walked into the studio knowing like, okay, I definitely want to make a song that's a little bit just kind of like self-reflective and introspective. And if I can go into the future, because like, if I could write myself, my 18-year-old self, you know, a letter right now, letting him know that everything is going to be okay 10 years from now, like, that's pretty much what I wanted to do. So, yeah, notice To Self was really just kind of like a reminder to myself that, whatever I'm feeling, whether it's good or bad, all the highs and the lows, they all are just temporary and they all, you just kind of got to ride it out and keep swimming.
1: I love the references and the messaging behind it. And it really does hit home because it's such a great note to, like you mentioned, that like nothing is permanent, whatever situation you're feeling is temporary. And then that'll help keep the needle moving forward. So I appreciate (laughs) you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially uh, in the industry that I'm in, it's just the biggest roller coaster in the world it's you know I'm, I'm so grateful for like everything that I've achieved and everything that I've done and I wouldn't change anything for the world but I always talk about how like you know my friends that I grew up with who have like steady you know jobs and just they know exactly what their you know income and their life is gonna look like whereas in the music industry and in the entertainment industry it's such a wave it's such a roller coaster like some days are great some days are bad some years are great some years are not so great so it's just as a musician, it's less as, as a person that I wrote that song and more as a musician, just kind of reminding myself like to just keep going, just keep making great music, just, just keep doing what you always do.
1: As an artist, I feel like you've gone through a lot of changes or a million lives, as you said. Um, and you've what have you learned that feels authentic to you, even though you're going through a lot of creative changes? Like what it, What feels authentic to you and that you kind of remain consistent throughout all those changes?
0: Um I mean, I'm not sure if you're asking about like music or just things that I've learned in general in the music industry, but the thing that seems the most consistent and the reason why I've been able to stay you know relevant for the last ten years is because I've developed just a really great connection with my fans i've you know I've stayed true to myself the whole time i've i've I, I do a lot of you know posting and sharing my life, but it's all real stuff, and I think that that's what people connect with and so yeah, I think what works for me is just being myself and staying true to myself no matter what r- record label I'm with, no matter what sound I choose to, you know, try. I'm always still, you know, myself and I think people can hear that in all of my music and all of, see it in all of my posts and, and with everything I do.
1: You recently crossed that wonderful milestone of turning 30. Have you felt a difference being emotionally on this side of 30?
0: Doesn't really feel much different. Um, I have some like some like lower back problems and that's pretty much it and I and I go to sleep a little earlier now but other than that no I feel great I feel I feel really great I'm in the gym every day I'm eating really healthy and you know I take really good care of myself mentally and physically so I'm I'm feeling great.
1: Hey nerds thank you for sticking around with us we hope you're enjoying the episodes so far. We're always looking to improve the show so any and all feedback you can give us is greatly appreciated. We're also constantly on the lookout for creatives to feature. So if you think you'd be perfect or know someone we should speak to, let us know. We can be reached over on our contact page at popnertlounge.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the episode. Like we mentioned before, you're going to be hitting the road on the Note to Self tour very soon as we're recording this. So what are some of the roses and thorns in performing live?
0: Um... The hardest thing about touring is just making sure that you don't get sick, especially like on this upcoming tour there's some runs that are like six shows in a row. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of the time you're you're getting off stage at 10, you're leaving the venue at 12 and then you start driving 8 hours to the next city. So, it's hard to get great sleep on the road. It's hard to, you know, just be healthy and eat healthy. Sometimes, you know, you get off stage and you're starving and there's nothing that's open except for fast food that late at night. So it's it's definitely, that's the biggest thing that's hard on tour, just, just staying healthy and not getting sick, especially because if my voice goes at all, you know, it's going to be, you're going to see it when I'm on stage and I want to put on the best show possible every night. The best part about performing is, I guess, just like seeing, you know, it's just kind of crazy how like you could come up with an idea and write a song in, in this bedroom that I'm in and then all of a sudden... You know, it's just blasted out to the whole world. And to see like people sing back the songs and to see them in the crowd, you know, hugging their fiance or crying or, you know, these songs all touch different people for different reasons. And so to see that in person is probably my favorite part of performing.
1: Is there a song that you recently put out that you're looking forward to performing live?
0: I think Note to Self is going to be the, the, the best one of this next tour. I'm ending every show with it we have like this, you know, I, I added some production and made it this big grand finale. So it's definitely going to be a moment for sure.
1: Don't miss it. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> so you're touring in Asia, which you've developed quite a fan base there. What are you most excited about for the Asian leg of the tour?
0: Man, just, I mean, it's completely, you know, different for me and my touring crew. We've been talking about touring Asia for as long as we've been touring together. So it's We've been doing kind of like the same cities in America over and over again, which is great, but all we've ever wanted to do is, you know, tour outside of the country and we're finally going to be able to do that. We've we've done Europe a couple times, but literally like the last eight years, we've just dreamed about performing in Asia. So I've been to Japan, the rest of my band hasn't even been to Asia at all. So I'm excited for them to see it. I'm excited just for us together to to make memories and explore and adventure around Asia, but most of all, I'm just excited to see these fans who have been, you know, DMing me and asking for me to come to Asia for my whole career. So it's pretty cool that none of these people are going to have ever met me before. Like, I'm not used to that. On tour, normally, I see the same faces kind of over and over again. They, they've they seen the show, but this is like the first time that all these people are going to get to see me. So I'm I'm excited for them.
1: And shout out to my co-producer, V. She's in Singapore. I hope you guys are able to make a stop over there. I know she would love to see you, but... Yeah, hoping she gets to see you on tour because it's I know that for them, like they've been wanting to see you for a while. So I'm excited for your Asian leg of the tour and excited for the fans that get to see you.
0: Yeah. I'm excited to meet them all.
1: Walk me through your feelings when you found out that you were mentioned on the South Korean news after PTS member Jungkook Kook was seen dancing to your music.
0: Yeah, that was pretty cool. I was um I was in the backyard of my family's house in Florida and I just my TikTok and Instagram, it all started blowing up because uh I guess he was just kind of vibing on live stream listening to my music and yeah it was that's that's really cool I've I've tried very hard to reach out to him to see if he wants to collaborate but it's extremely hard to get in touch with him
1: One of the music icons that you look up to is John Bellion if you and John got into the studio tomorrow what would the energy be like describe the scene to me
0: I've actually been in the studio with him this was this was like 7 or 8 years ago this was before you know most people even knew who he was I've been following him since he put out, like, his first or second song, but um, I remember when we, we I met him at this uh, record studio called Atlantic Studios um, here in Hollywood, and he played me a song called Immigrant that he was about to put out, and I played him uh, two songs, First Flight Home and, and Lionheart before they came out, and we just kind of went back and forth. He gave me some advice on which one he thinks should be the single that we should go to radio with, and it was awesome, but if we got into the studio now, I, I think he would... It would be a little intimidating. He's he's extremely talented, but I I really hope to get into the studio and, and make a song with him at some point.
1: Let's manifest that. I would love to hear what that sounds like because I know that it would be absolute fire. So, universe, you know what to do. Get those two in the studio together. <laughs> okay. You just filmed your first movie. Talk to me about the experience and would you like to pursue more acting opportunities?
0: I definitely want to pursue acting more. Um, it was it was a fun experience. It was a very small role in a movie coming out soon. I had, you know, 2 or 3 days on set, pretty small role again, but it was it was it was like the perfect way to introduce myself into like, you know, the whole world because it's very very different than, you know, the music industry. So, I do I would say I want to keep pursuing acting because I haven't really seen enough of it to really know if I want to go for it or not. I don't think I'll ever have the same passion for acting as I do for music. But with that being said, I I definitely want to, you know, check every box and and try everything and and really, you know, do like a a long proper movie or TV show where like I have like a consistent role and I would would love that. But yeah, this movie comes out, I I believe in November. It's a great holiday feeling, you know, movie and it's going to be great. I'm excited.
1: Anything with that acting experience, do you think it's going to, transcend or cross over to your music experience like anything that you took away from that that you could apply to your musical career
0: I don't think so honestly I mean just in general like the whole reason I want to get into acting is so that more people can discover me and discover my music it all it all stems back to the music um but no I don't think I really learned anything on set that like I could take with me as a musician um it's there are parts of it that are very similar. A lot of it is like sit around and wait for 10 hours just to, you know, it's kind of the same as like being on set of a music video or being backstage all day at a show waiting to go on stage like, um, but now I wouldn't say it really carries over too much.
1: Now that, now that you've explored acting as well, is there any other art forms that you're keen in deep, dipping your feet into that you want to explore?
0: No, no, I think that's it. I did, I did modeling for a minute. I didn't love it. It's a very tough industry. Um, yeah, I think music and acting, mostly music is just what I'm going to be, you know, um, concentrating on for, for here on out.
1: Well, Jake, we've reached my final question for you. I have enjoyed sitting here and chatting with you. I know that we wouldn't want to do this for a while. But my final question for you is why are you a creative?
0: Good question. Um, I don't know. I think that's just uh, something that is just in me from from a very young age. Um, Whether it was music or drawing, you know, as 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 far back as I can remember, I always loved music. I never really wanted to be a musician as a eight year old kid, but I was still in front of the TV, you know, dancing and idolizing Justin Timberlake and all that stuff. And even before that, you know, I was drawing and doing graffiti and cartoons so I've always been a, a creative kid but I think the reason why I like stuck with music is just because I think once I like realized how cool of it it is to like like how many people you can impact with your music I never really knew that when I first started making music and that's kind of what made me fall in love with it my very very early on songs helped a lot of people and they were pretty deep and meaningful and you know I think those those songs kind of like set the path for me and made me realize like it's more than just me being creative and having fun, but it's more like making an actual impact. And so I think that's that's like the bigger reason why I stuck with music.
1: Well, Jake, you've been an absolute delight to speak with. I've enjoyed our time and I'm going to turn the floor over to you and you could tell our listener where to find your music, where they can find you on social media and where to check out your tour because you're going on tour soon. Yeah,
0: yeah. Pretty simple. Jake Miller, at Jake Miller across the board. Jake Miller on Spotify and Apple Music, jakemiller.com for tickets. And uh, yeah, if you haven't ever seen me in concert, I think you should come. It's it's a great vibe, great energy. Um, Bring your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your friends, your parents, anyone's invited. And um, yeah, and if you have seen me, come back. You know it's a great time. So yeah, I'm really excited and uh, see you guys on tour.
1: Special thanks to Jake for being this week's guest. If you want to learn more about Jake, visit the links in the show notes. Popner Lounge is executively produced by Vico and Steph Pham. Vico serves as the creative director, and Steph Pham is the host and editor. To find out more information about Popner Lounge, visit our website, popnerlounge.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you join us next time for another conversation with a fellow creative. I'm your host, Steph Pham.